called the churchgoers high. You know, they used to tell me about the runner's high. That's a lie. But this churchgoers high thing, that's for real. Amen. Amen. If you're here tonight and you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, we'd love to give you one. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. We want to challenge you and encourage you. Get into the Word of God every single day. I'm telling you, all the good things in life uh, can be birthed through the Word of God, and you can pr- see it produce in your life, and it'll, it'll make a huge difference. God's Word will make the difference in your life. God's Word has the answer to your current situation. You're going, to find, you're going to find what you need in the Word of God. And so I just want, to, just want to continually challenge you and encourage you. Be a person of the Word and find Scripture that you're using uh, every day. And, you know, take Psalm 68:11 and just weave it into the fabric of your being. God's going to give the Word, and a great army is going to carry the good news. We are that great army. Amen? Well, we're going to carry the good news. And, and, and you know what I think is awesome is that, uh, you know, People who get next to you will wind up being closer to God. Just just going through life with you every day, people walking with you are going to end up closer to God, as long as you're going the right way. And tonight, if you're here and you're not going the right way, would you do yourself and all of us a big favor, and would you just turn and go the right way? And let's, let's do this thing God's way. You, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think this is a, a, a pretty interesting night to be able to say, you know, if, if we'll just do it God's way, he'll make the impossible things possible. You do realize that they told us that this would never work. Looks like it's working. You know, uh, we were told not too long ago that we'd never be in here by this day. By the way, this is next month. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. I, I just, I just, it just feels good tonight. You know, everybody, all day long, people have been talking about, you know, expectation. It's kind of freaked me out a little bit because I wonder what they're expecting. Am I supposed to, like, do magic tricks or something? You know, and this one guy just suggested I raise the dead. And so, uh, and you know who you are. It feels kind of like taking an airplane out, a brand new airplane, your new plane out for the first flight, but you're not exactly sure who attached the wings. And anything could happen at any moment. And, and the reality is, is that, guys, there's a, you know, there, there's uh, just it, with, a, with a church building at any gathering place, the, the, the building, the facility itself has its own idiosyncrasies. And we're learning those. And, we, you know, we don't have a clue. You know, uh, we found out the other day that when you're in this room for a certain amount of time, the lights automatically go off. <laughs> I'm not joking. There's a timer. If I get long-winded, we'll know. <laughs> and that just seems wrong. I'm getting that fixed this week. <laughs> but there's, but there's, there's just all kinds of strange things, and you'll see things and sense things and feel things and hear things, and don't worry about it. We'll get this baby figured out. Amen. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Just think about the future that God has planned out for us. And that this is just like, it's just, this is not the first step. Uh, there have been people who have been working for months and months to make this happen. 
And, uh, and I really want to honor those people who have, who have just put in so much labor and so much effort to, to pull this off. You should have seen this place three days ago. You know, I'm telling you to, to be ready for church tonight. Last night, we we're all ready to kill each other. It's, you know, there's just stuff, you know, and squeaking and squawking. And, and in my opinion, it don't sound real good yet, but we'll get there. You know, uh, uh, the screens are small if you're in the back. So sit in the front. <laughs> I sat right there in the front row tonight. I thought it was perfect size. <laughs> Thinking, no, I don't need a bigger screen. Somebody said, you need a bigger screen? Nope, I was great. So uh, I, I, I took a walk through the Clearwater campus uh, yesterday afternoon. You got those pictures. You put some of these up as we go through there. And it's kind of funny because uh, Sunday, that's different, isn't it? The Sunday, I, I, I had a conversation with Pastor Bill Shear from uh, Guts Church in Tulsa and told him we had just finished our last service. The shift was on. And he said, get out of that hole. <laughs> and I went back there and looked at it and went, dear Lord, this is a hole. It's amazing how many lives were impacted in that spot. Oh, give God the glory. Man, I I can imagine that if we took time tonight and just had people share testimonies of what God did in their life when we were on the Clearwater campus. And honestly, when you walk through there right now, you wonder how any good thing could ever come out of that hole. You know what I mean? No disrespect to the landlords. But man, we wore that building out. With nothing in there, the carpet is disgusting. Which is why we're never going to put carpet in the building the rest of the time we're here. (laughs) You know, we just think about how good God has been. Amen. And when you look at it and you think about it, I just want to submit this thought to you, that dreams really can come true. We're on, we're on our way to change the world. And, and we look at where we've been, and, and, and it's going to be kind of fun over the next couple of months to look out the windows and watch where we're headed. But it's a, it's a picture of what God's doing in our lives corporately and individually. The reality is, is that the facility, as much as, as, as uh, we have to focus on it right now, the facility really is not our focus. It never has been. I, I don't know how many years ago I saw Al. Where are you at, Al? Al, I don't remember how many years ago we, we took a group of men and we, we had some time of prayer and, and we were planning and strategizing. Uh, it's six, seven years ago up at Al's place and uh, and, and the idea of a building came up, and we were talking about the building, but we had a conversation, and, and, and we agreed that before we'd ever build a building, we needed to build lives, that what God called us to do was impact lives. And by us, I mean you and me. There, there's, there's, a, there's a calling on your life. There, there's an anointing on you. And the reality is, is that, uh, uh, you know, I think sometimes we, 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 we kind of separate ourselves from it because we, we have a tendency in church life to think that church is about us meeting our needs, about us, you know, we need to be fed, we need to be encouraged, we need to be comforted. But there's an anointing on your life that's not there for your own purpose, but it is to impact the lives of others. And, and, and you and I have uh, an obligation and a responsibility. You know, the Bible says, to whom much is given, 
Much is required. And tonight, you know, uh, I think that you and I just need to take a minute and breathe it in. We, we look at this as the blessing of God, and it is. It's, this is the blessing of God, but it's also the reality of our responsibility. On a Thursday night, we've been having a prayer group called uh, the Prayer Force, and uh, we were here last Thursday night, and we were praying, and, and uh, we were praying that God would continue to bring people in from the north and the south and the east and the west, and different people had moved around the room, and, and one of the gals looked out the window, and there were people uh, just walking down the sidewalk who had stopped to listen. You know, I just had a guitar, and we'd sing a little bit and pray a little bit and sing a little bit, and, and, and I'm telling you, the impact is that seed's already been sown. I was going to ask who'd like to be the first person saved in this building tonight. But it's too late. Because we've already prayed that with people in this building. Uh, Yeah, you know what? That's worthy of a huge praise. Thank you, God. I, I want to read a couple of scriptures to you. Uh, but, you know, be, well, I should, I should talk about this for just a minute. Let's talk about timelines for just a minute. Because I'm sure that, you know, you walk in here and, and, you know, every day when I come in, I actually get more questions of my own. And I've got to go find the answers. But one of them is, how long will, will we be on this side? And, uh, you know, the... the the construction phase that we're entering into uh, probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 120 days. And I thought about asking you to fast. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I never thought about it. But, uh, but it wouldn't hurt us to pick a few days over the next 120. And Set time aside and, and pray. Pray for the people working in here. Pray, uh, you know, for the people who will be coming to this place. Pray for the, you know, just, the, oh, just, just pray over the project and, and realize that uh, even though this is, this, is, this is our house, there are places, is there places right now in our house we can't go? You know, so, and, and I know everybody wants to kind of like just slide that little button over there and slip out through the back and go wander around in the back room and check out what's back there. There ain't nothing back there. You get a look through the windows when there's daylight and see it's just a big empty spot right now. And, and, uh, uh, but we, we, we can't let you go wandering around the building. It's a construction site. We are under construction. More ways than one. Amen? So uh, uh, be, be aware of that. Be, be really courteous to the parking guys. They're actually trying to help. And, you know, and pull up and let the family off and then wander around, find a place to park and, and then waddle back around to the front of the building and do what you got to do. Uh, but let's, let's be, we, we don't have permission. We're seeking permission to park other places, but it's really strange that most of our neighbors aren't super thrilled we're here. They will be. They, they will be. But right now, uh, you know, uh, so, some, sometimes, you know, sometimes we got to get outside of ourselves and big and do stuff that we normally wouldn't do. Amen? So uh, uh, just be considerate and, and, and uh, uh, walk in the grace that God's given you. 
Because really, you know, the Bible says that I have strength for all things. I am ready for anything and equal to everything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. You can handle it. Amen? Amen. Look at somebody close. Say, you can handle it. Amen. All right. Oh, I, I, I want to read a verse to you, Ecclesiastes 5.3, and it says, a dream comes with much business and painful effort. A dream comes with much business and painful effort. A dream comes. I think, I think some of us are under the impression that if we have a dream, especially if it's a God birth dream, well, then it should just be easy. I'm going to tell you something about a God dream. A God-given dream is going to have nothing but opposition. It's just going to feel like everything's against it. Every voice that speaks is telling you it shouldn't be done. It can't be done. But that God dream, God's put a dream inside of your life. I hope you're dreaming for something bigger than a building. Amen. You know, I don't know how many times to tell you this, but, but uh, uh, we got a dream. We got a dream bigger than the building. Matter of fact, one of, one of the greatest things we can do, one of the greatest opportunities granted us is our ability to sacrifice for him. And, you, you know, I, I know the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice, but the reality is, is that you can't walk in obedience without sacrifice. And obedience is better than sacrifice, but it's not the absence of it, it's the guarantee of it. And, and, and if you're going to see the God-given dream that he's put inside of you, if you're going to see it come to pass, let me tell you one of the things that you're going to have to step into. You've got to step into a life of sacrifice. And there are things, you know, Jesus, we've been uh, going over this verse quite a bit, but in Luke, remember, uh, he's changing my sound, isn't he? Huh? Yeah, don't look at me like, hi, how are you doing? I'm trying to ignore you, but it gets really weird. Okay, uh, but, but Jesus made this statement. Jesus made the statement. He said, if you want to be my disciple, you got to count your blessings and then be ready to walk away from them all. You know that God-given dream that, that's inside of you? It's worth it. Let me say that again. It's worth it. And that dream is going to come with a multitude of business and painful effort. A multitude of business. You're going to have to get busy. You're going to have to go to work. You know, work isn't easy. That's why they call it work. And if you're going through life and it's too easy, you might not be doing God life. You, you know, don't be trying to get out of the work. Try to find out how to apply yourself to the work. And don't try to just figure out how to get the tasks done, but figure out how I can get better at doing what God's given me the opportunity to do, especially for him. You know, anything that we do here, you know, the team at the garden and, and, and the dream team and everybody that's serving here, there's a lot of people who are serving, they're serving you. And one of our goals is to get really good at what we do. Man, you know, the guys parking cars, they're getting good at it. And they got some class. You know, the, the, the people ministering to the children are getting good at it. You know, was worship awesome or what? They're getting good at it. Well, what you do for God, you got to go, go after it and get good at it and get past all that past stuff that, that has you hung up and all of those thoughts that tell you that you're not good enough or that you'll never succeed and annihilate those things and realize that, no, it's just time to lean in. There's a scripture, I was going to bring it, but I thought I might save it for the weekend, but now I'm going to blow the weekend message. But, but uh, the scripture says, for God has chosen you to build a house for his sanctuary. Be strong and do it. To do what God's called you to do, it's going to require strength on your part. 
Always waiting for God to open a door. I'm telling you what, when, when, when I knew that this is where God wanted us, I didn't care whether he opened the door or not. I'd tear the door down. You know, just one day walking this back uh, sidewalk and, and, and praying and sat down at a little concrete bench looking at the patio. You want to know it's weird. I've got a picture. I, I, I'll try to get a, you know, a screenshot of it or something in the next couple of weeks so we can show it to you. But uh, uh, again, six years ago, we went to a group in Spokane and, and they, we sat around a table and they had us just describing the, the, the things that we'd like if we were to build a building. And, and, and they started doing drawings for us and they gave us a drawing of a patio because we sat down six and a half years ago and said, we'd like to have a covered area, you know, and, and, and a place where people could congregate and just fellowship. And, and they drew a picture. And, dude, i got to tell you something. It's, it's weird because you look at the picture and you'd swear it's our patio. Look at the parking lot that they designed. And you'd go, good Lord, this, this parking lot. We should have said we wanted more parking. A lot of times, you know, uh, we're wanting God to do all the work. But that's why he's got you. I said, that's why he's got you. You're the worker. The Lord has chosen you to build the house. So get your strength on. Get your strength on. Listen, you're strong enough to handle 500 steps. You're, you're strong enough to handle waiting to check the kids in. Well, you're also strong enough to handle whatever it's going to take to produce the dream that God's put in your heart. You're strong enough to handle the, uh, the, the onslaught of the enemy as you're trying to produce a peaceful habitation and a quiet resting place. You have what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat as you're trying to get yourself out of debt and quit being the guy that's living from month to month, but you're the guy who's meeting the needs of those who are hurting. You have what it takes to be the person who's not laying on his back sick, but has risen up with a healing ministry flowing through his life. You have what it takes. You just got to go to work. Painful effort. You know, you know, one of the things, one of the things that many of us uh, kind of back away from is any, any type of discomfort at all. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's amazing. You know, when, when the teams were going to uh, Thailand and Peru and uh, they were sitting around there talking about the possible weather at different places and, and it was brought up, well, you, well, obviously if the weather gets really bad, they'd move it inside, right? Dude, it's such a first world mindset, you know, because we are, we are, we are so plagued with, with, it's like a disease of comfort. And we, you know what, to, uh, maybe I should say it this way, in order for you to see the God dream produced in your life, you're going to have to be willing to be discomfited, just a little bit. You're, you're going to have to be willing to be, uh, to be uncomfortable to be stretched, to be, to be taken to the place where God can do what he needs to do. You know, think about it. it just, just in your relationships, there's going to be moments when you'll have to be silent. <laughs> One lady said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Wasn't you, was it? <laughs> Hoping that I'd shut up. There are going to be times when you have to wrestle your flesh to the ground and silence it. But the dream is worth the price. I'm telling you, the dream is worth the price. 
And a dream doesn't come easy, but it comes through a multitude of business and painful effort. Don't be afraid of the pain because you serve the healer. And that pain will bring to the surface things in your life that have controlled you for years. But it's about time that you had a breakthrough. And it's about time that you had a new day. And it's about time that you were able to do something that you've never been able to do before. And that's what God has in store for you. In Isaiah, it says in 43, verse 18, Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I'll do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I'll even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God said, I will take the places and the positions of your life that you thought would never change, and I will radically change them. I will put my hand on your situation. Listen, you know, in Revelations it said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sup with him and him with me. And You, you know, we use that verse to, to reach the lost, but it was written to a church. And he said, you know what? I'm right at the door. It, it, what it means is that you're at the threshold of God's participation in your situation. You're right at the place where at any moment, if you just hear God and obey him. He said, if any man hear my voice and open the door, how do I get the door open? You do what he said. When you hear his voice, you obey. When you hear his voice, you obey. Yeah, but that's going to hurt. That's going to be uncomfortable. That's, that can't be right. God never operates in a way that seems right to you. But he's trying to get you to a new place. He's trying to bring you to a new thing. It, and, and, and not just as a body are we stepping into something new. I'm telling you that it's a picture, it's a prophetic picture of, of where God's leading the lives and the individuals in our house. And he's bringing you to a new day. Uh, Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, he said, It's not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. I press on. He said, I'm not messing around. No more excuses. I'm in the press that I might lay hold of that which Christ has also laid hold of me. Man, to find the purpose that God's created you for and go after it with everything you've got. He said in verse 13, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but the one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. You know what time it is? It's time to forget what's behind us and press for what's in front. You're never going to be able to alter your past, but you can take your past to the altar. There are some things in your past that were wrong that you shouldn't have done. There's also things that have occurred that they shouldn't have done to you. But the reality is, is that tonight we need to make a decision. No, we're in the press. And we're pressing forward, not back. And we're going to go for what God set in front of us, not for the things that we've experienced in our past, not for, the, not for the excuses we've had that have limited us, but we are going to press in and go after the very thing that God has created us for we got to remember not the past, even the past positives. You can, strunt, you, can strunt, you can stunt your growth when you get satisfied with what God did yesterday. You know, I was watching a video. Uh, remember the video? Uh, we played it on an Easter, and it was the cardboard testimonies. It was awesome, and I thought about playing it tonight. And then I got to, I got to thinking about it, and I'm thinking, you know, it's awesome what God did back there, but we're not going back there. Sometimes our, our, our past successes become the thing that we just settle in and say, well, that was awesome. 
And then we talk about that for the next 20 years. Well, I think we need to learn to be satisfied with an unsatisfied satisfaction. I'm happy with what God's done, but I know that he's going to do better things. Amen? He's going to do more. Amen? We also get ripped off because of past mistakes. We can end up missing God's purpose for our lives because we're caught up in a mistake from our past. We've all made them. I think the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. But it also says if any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are made new. Let, listen to your pastor tonight. Let that sin die. That thing that has sunk its claws into you and held you back, let it die. Don't carry that into our future. Be free. Well, it's not that easy, man. I've fought with this thing for years. Look at where we are. This is new ground. This is a new spot. This is a new day. We release you from your past in Jesus' name. I said we release you from your past in Jesus' name. Look at somebody close to you and say, be set free. If you can get past the past, remember not the former things. Embrace a new day. Let me tell you what you can look for. Number one, you can look for release. Isaiah 58, 6. He said, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? I'm telling you, God's bringing you to a place of release. You can be free. You can look for restoration. In Joel 2, 25, he said, I will restore to you the years that the locusts had eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar. He said, I'm going to bring back what the enemy's taken out. You can look also for a reward because in Hebrews eleven six it says that, it, that God is a God who rewards those who diligently seek him. So you got some things to look forward to, so you might as well start celebrating them tonight. You know, I don't know what your past is, but I tell you what, you're free from that. I do know what your future holds. But I also know that in order to produce the vision that God has, the seed that he's planted in your, in your heart, you gotta, you, you got to be willing for the work, the effort. It's a multitude of business, not a little work. It's a multitude of business. It's not just effort. It's painful effort. But if you'll do it, if you'll pay that price, you can have anything that God's dropped in your spirit. You can achieve anything. Don't, don't, don't think for another minute that you have to learn to live with a broken life, that your family has to be disrupted, that there's never going to be peace in your home. Don't, don't think for a moment that you have to be broke, that you have to live in debt. Don't think for a moment that you have to carry that sickness in your body for the rest of your life. I'm telling you that God has healing, God has restoration, God has hope, God has release, and it's for us, and he's called us to it, and it's time for us to go get it. Amen? Give him one more big shout tonight. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord.
I, I want you to bow your head for just a minute. Close your eyes. We're going to pray a prayer together.